0: Everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Chelsea. I'm Melicia, and this is Camp Vinyl Girls. Hello, welcome. Hi, welcome to another week
1: can find a girls. Do, 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 do. Now we're going to have a <laughs> a song that you're going to sing every time.
0: <laughs> no, cuz <'cause>, no. <laughs> <You're> like no, <laughs> not thanks. a good idea.
1: <laughs> oh no. My Uh-oh.
0: stupid, I need a new mic stand, guys. I'm sorry. I keep saying that every time I record and then I just never get one. Yep. <laughs> cuz you're crazy. It's cuz I always forget until I record again. So how um, how
1: was your weekend? It was good, kind of, until my car got towed. <laughs> I know. Well, you shouldn't be parking in other pe- people's spots. Somebody was in my spot, so I parked next to it. I didn't even know that they were parked in my spot because I'm right next to the visitors. So I was like, oh, they're parked in the visitors. And didn't even think about it. So I parked <laughs> right next to them and little did I know. what spot you park in every day because usually nobody's in my spot. So I don't even, I haven't thought about it, but now I have to be extra careful <laughs> because it cost me $500. So that sucked. Yeah, I know that happens
0: at my property all the time. And I'm always like, well, then don't park in other people's spots because <laughs> it's not the property that tows you. It's the resident that tows you. Yeah. Cause they come home and they're pissed and they're like, I'm calling a tow truck.
1: Yeah. But it was there overnight and It had to be somebody that's new that doesn't know my car because that's never happened to me. I just thought it was really (laughs) weird. And the fact that my company didn't have my license plate on file to call me and say, hey, you're parked in someone's spot. They're like, yeah, we looked it up. I'm like, I've been living here for three years and you guys don't have any of my stuff on file. That's ridiculous.
0: It was on your application. Yeah. But then a new company bought it. It's, sh- I don't know. It should still be a part of the
1: application. No, they, they, it's probably the same thing that happened with the other place that you were at that they were like a mess and they didn't do anything right. And I feel like that's how it was here because they don't know anything. Probably. Probs. But whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's the only bad thing. But, you know, I had a good dinner and everything else was good. So I've had a good week so far. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah, now I have my kids back hopefully it'll be a good week again <laughs> with them hopefully. here.
0: <laughs> hopefully we'll see because I think you just want to get rid of them
1: I do just kidding. <laughs> I love my sometimes kids. I wish
0: that I could do like shirt custody because I'm like it's a lot but
1: yeah I love my child and I think about doing that I'm like nah I think it depends on the parent if if you had like a mutual like I don't know kind of like he was the way you are I think you'd probably feel more comfortable but since it's just kind of like if I was in the same situation as you I'd probably want full custody <laughs> yeah and that's why I'm also glad she has my last name and everything
0: yeah uh, okay it's getting way too deep up in here <laughs> Cool. it's about to get pretty deeper because I'm I wanted don't to we do... always <laughs> that's what she said um (laughs) I wanted to do another case this week that like I know it's big and I know you've heard of it for sure um because it's a serial killer but I wanted Mm -hmm. to do this one because it's one that like I always think about because it's just I don't know it's really crazy and he's really famous serial killer and I just feel like it's and oh and there's a new documentary about it out on Netflix and I saw that and I was like oh my gosh I should do that case, and then I started doing mm-hmm. it. And I was like, "Of course, here I go again <laughs> with another multi-parter." But this one was weird because the documentary that I was watching, like, kind of did it out of order. So I would go because I like to do my stories in order.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: like it was hard for me to follow the documentary while I'm like doing my notes because I would have to. when that
1: happens. Then I would have to go forward. <laughs> I hate when stories, like if I read articles and then they go back and forth and I'm like, wait, so then it confuses me. So when I'm doing my notes, I realize when I'm reading it, I'm like, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) That was supposed to be before this. Uh, Oh my gosh. I'm really scared this case is going to be like that because it was jumping all over the place for this story because it's so annoying um, because it's a serial killer. So there's tons of like information Information. and deaths
1: and all that stuff. That's what's tough, especially when there's so much information out there that you feel like you're going to miss part of it.
0: Yeah. And for this one too, because uh, I was just like, I I was doing the whole, uh, my notes and I was like 10 pages in and I was like, I didn't write anything about who he was, where he came from. And I was like, but also do people even care? It's like, more about the story of the victims so I, think I don't know
1: sometimes just because they some people want to understand why this person became that way like for me uh, yeah, I like to know I that but it. not everybody does I like to dig deep into uh those type of things when I'm reading about it because I want to know why did this person because that's what I wanted to do originally is be like a criminal profiler to kind of understand what their thinking is, and understand like why. So, so that's or, the
0: thing about this. But sometimes they, is I know his story, and I'm like, I know mm-hmm. it's not that significant to his story because sometimes mm-hmm. they just grew up normal, and they're just yeah. fucked up because they're just fucked up. Like I always think about like Ted Bundy, and even um, uh, what, oh my gosh, what's his name? oh Jeffrey Dahmer like Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing where it's like they grew up fine it was
1: just them that was fucked up and yeah that's what I was gonna say is that they could come from a normal background and then just become these crazy people when they're adults
0: yeah which is I feel like mostly the the case when it comes to this guy but I mean I didn't like I didn't really go too deep into his past because to me I was like uh I mean yeah it is kind of significant but I I don't think it played a big role in his overall story as a person Mm -hmm. so uh, this is my part one of which I hope you guys listen to this one before part two (laughs) we'll see about that but this is my part one of the uh, story of the serial killer John Wayne Gacy you know who that is of course right
1: it sounds familiar but I have to hear his story
0: so it's John Wayne Gacy, he's also known as like the clown killer because mm. he would dress like a clown. I don't know. No? Gosh, you no.
1: always disappoint me. <laughs> I know. I'm like- <laughs> out a know. lack of true crime knowledge. Probably not the names and stuff, but when you tell me the story, I'll probably- Oh, yeah. I feel like his name is like really, it's like up there with like Ted Bundy His stuff. name sounds familiar, but- I'd have okay. to hear more. Let me just get into it because you're just disappointing me. I am. <laughs> I'm just a disappointment in life. Just <laughs>
0: yes. So John Wayne Gacy was born on March 17th in 1942 to parents of Dutch and Polish descent, which does come in later, um, in Chicago, Illinois. His father was John Stanley Gacy and named his son after the Hollywood actor John Wayne which I have known about this serial killer for forever. And I was like, I was like, why would they say John Wayne Gacy? instead of just John Gacy. And now I know after researching this, mm. it's because he was named after John Wayne, which was oh, such okay. a huge, you know, um, what is it called? Cowboy movie. Yeah. Guy, it was. Actor. So of the time. Um, and he was the younger of two sisters. Um, so according to Gacy, because uh, the documentary that I watched was actually it was kind of like the Ted Bundy tapes it was the John Wayne Gacy tapes and -hmm. it's like you got to hear because this guy ends up confessing what he did and there's like 60 hours worth of confession tape
1: holy crap that's like a lot a lot because this guy
0: like so a lot of this stuff is it could be hearsay because a lot of it's from his point of view about his life Mm -hmm. but according to Gacy Him and his father never really got along well. Um, Gacy was saying he felt like he could never live up to his father's standards. Um, His father was also an alcoholic and would often demean his son when he was drunk. And sometimes he would end up being abusive to him and his mother. Hmm. Um, According to him, which there's no sources that confirm this, so I don't know if it's just something he made up, but this is a part of his story is that at the age of five, he was um, being watched by a 15 year old babysitter and she took him upstairs and she started sexually fondling him and um, their parents caught them. And basically, according to Gacy, she was like sent away to military school or whatever. And he was only like five at the time.
1: My God, that seems to happen a lot that, you know, they don't like to talk about and it's really sad because it changes these people. Yeah. But
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I, it's hard to believe sometimes because sometimes these people like serial killers are very um, manipulative and they can just Mm -hmm. make shit up just to make you feel bad. Well, yeah, I agree.
1: People like that can manipulate the truth or even manipulate anything to create you know their truth whether mm-hmm. it's a lie or not yes. so it, it, it is hard to believe what they say unless that you see proof of it
0: but I guess too you'll see as I talk more about uh John Wayne Gacy is you'll you'll um learn his personality he was very like masculine and didn't like to lose and stuff and so maybe like the fact that he's even confessing that is maybe it is true because why would a, a guy like John Wayne Gacy say that about himself Mm -hmm. so and also according to him he was sexually assaulted at the age of eight by a casual construction friend of his father's um and i guess that john said that he told his dad that this was happening and then his dad just like stopped working with that guy but that's really all that's
1: it it. i've heard stories where they don't really like follow through with things they just kind of well maybe they hope that a kid's like saying something, but it's not a hundred percent
0: true. Yeah, um, it's it's exaggerated, so they want to prevent it from getting any worse.
1: I guess mm-hmm. that would scare me though. Like I, I don't think I could just be like, oh, just let's stay away from these people. I well, times are way different
0: than in the fifties.
1: Yeah, but, that's true.
0: I mean, yeah, I for sure. If my daughter ever told me anybody was touching her in any type of way, I would like probably murder somebody. So, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, he lived a pretty insignificant life in his teen and early adult years, kind of just skipping forward to the time where Gacy got engaged to Marilyn on March 13th in 1964. Um, They then got married that same September. Gacy said that he enjoyed the first two years of his married life to her. He felt warm and happy with her, and they even had two kids named Michael and Christine. Uh, They moved up to Iowa and Gacy said the main reason is um, he couldn't handle her father. Um, He basically was saying that her and or him and her her father fought all the time because it was kind of like the same situation he grew up with his dad where his dad just never thought he was enough and he felt like his father in law thought the same thing about him like he's not good enough for his daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let's move out of town. Let's get away from your family. Um, and he moved up with a job op- opportunity to manage the Kentucky Fried Chicken stores that his father in law owned up there. Um, but I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. So, and then Waterloo, Iowa in 1966. Bill Berger was a former president of the Waterloo JCS. I don't know if you've heard of the Waterloo Jaycees, and I had never heard of the Jaycees in general until I started researching this, mm-hmm. but it's, it's basically um, an organization of men between the ages of 18 and 35 doing charity, getting involved in the com- community, and um, they just, like, do a lot of projects around town, like build a new park or, like, run a relay like humanitarian kind of and they're they're like a little bit a part of like the politicians mm-hmm. like um area so yes. they
1: do good things but i feel like there's something fishy there uh <laughs> like you I know mean, how sometimes sure there
0: is you know how like sometimes the Boy they, Scouts of america yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: there you go Mm-hmm.
0: So Gacy heard about this organization and he went in and said, I want to join. And Bill said an interesting trait about Gacy is that he drove particularly fast. So he's like, he joined this group. He's hanging out with these like really big people that are in the politics world and they're all hanging out. And he would just like, be like, get in my car. And he would just drive so fast that everybody was scared to even get in the car with him. Oh my because gosh. They're like, <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to like prove himself as a man or something
1: weird or he just likes the thrill yes probably Mm -hmm. of making other people scared yeah some people get off on that yeah
0: a lot of these types of guys do Mm -hmm. um so steve Niemers was 18 years old in 1967 he was a student at ellsworth community college in iowa falls iowa he rode to school with two other guys from waterloo On a night in January of 1967, he got picked up and one of the boys worked at the local KFC. He said he needed to stop there to get his check. And this was the first time that Neemers met John Gacy. While they were there, he heard him telling two other guys that they should come over because his wife and son were out of town in Chicago. He said they should come over to drink and play pool. Um, he went over there and said that Gacy's house was like a normal house with a nice basement, a built-in bar. Um, they started playing pool and he kept beating Gacy. So Gacy said, Um, why don't we play for money? to which he agreed. And then Gacy So he's started- losing
1: and then he wanted to play for money yes
0: which <laughs> i think is such a tactic you know like usually gamblers will do that oh yeah you, and that's true. like
1: i'll bet you this much money mm-hmm. so that so the other person thinks they're gonna win yeah yes
0: so manipulative from the start
1: mm-hmm. um
0: gacy started bragging about his connections to the mayor and the poli- <coughs> Chalif- Chalif <piece. laughs> police chief. piece police chief oh my god in chicago he had frame certificates on the wall including one for the illinois board of sex and health department um which was really weird and gacy told them that he was on that board because he helped them study homosexuals um the two guys that uh Niemers was there with were talking about having a party and inviting gacy so his two friends said neemers maybe you should stay the night and tomorrow we could go with him you can go with him to iowa falls to show him where everything is at and then they're just like leave him there isn't that crazy like yeah they're like young kids and this older guy's there and it's like one of the guy's managers and he's like hey let's go to a party with him tomorrow but you should stay here so you could tell him how to get there
1: weird yeah that is
0: weird um so Nemers didn't want to stay, but he thought it was better than driving drunk back home because he was pretty intoxicated. Mm-hmm. They left and then Gacy and Nemers, um continued to play pool, but Gacy upped the stakes. He said, let's play one game for the highest stakes, meaning like one last game winner takes mm-hmm. all. If I win, you have to commit a sex act on me, and if you win, I have to commit a sex act on you.
1: What the heck? <laughs> to Which
0: Nemer said, "Uh, w- what? No, <laughs> oh my he God. was like, it's like and he's here, he here alone zero with zero him." To, yes, and he went God, zero to a hundred and be like, real quick. goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, um, thank you. So Gacy just started laughing and asked if he had ever seen a stag film, which is what they used to call porn. Back in the day, you probably remember.
1: Uh, Really, I'm that old. (laughs) The sixties and (laughs) Um,
0: seventies. Gacy got a projector out and a screen and set up a video. It played for five minutes until the lights came on and Gacy pulled a gun on him. Nemes said that it was a revolver and he's like, I was staring into this gun and I can literally see the chambers and I could see bullets loaded into all the chambers.
1: Holy crap,
0: that's scary right like your your friends just leave you with this guy and then he's all and they don't know him right no um one of them worked for him at the kfc oh okay so he told him to pull his pants down so he could sexually assault him but neemers cried and begged him not to and after a few minutes gacy laughs telling him to pull his pants back on and go to the bar he said that he had an obsession obsession with putting a lot of psychological pressure on people. Jeez. Then all of a sudden, this made Neemers feel safe. He was like, Oh, this guy's just like playing tricks on me. That's fucking weird. But at least he's not being serious. Like,
1: I, don't, I don't, don't care. Like that's <laughs> oh. just what I would I would have started that. Out. that but-
0: yeah. <laughs> and then Gacy said, okay, let's go to bed so we could get up early and go to Iowa Falls. And he so- still stayed well yeah yeah because he didn't have a car so I would have walked found a <laughs> bus or something not all of us are as smart as you okay <laughs> just never inviting people over never staying places yeah no Oh,
1: well, thank you although I have done stupid things that I regret but yes
0: you have
1: <laughs> god all right so neemers was having
0: a hard time falling asleep when he felt a hand on his thigh neemers looks up and sees gacy's face staring at him he pushes a knife into he said like you know this little hole that's in between your collarbones here oh yeah Uh he's like he could feel him pushing a knife into that hole there oh my god it gives me like the chills (sighs) i know imagine waking up to that And i don't know if you've seen a picture of him but you could probably look him up but He's pretty creepy looking. Um, And saying that they were going to commit sex acts on each other. Nemers cries, begging him not to. Then Gacy laughs, saying he's mad at himself. He said he was mad because he wasn't able to psychologically break him that night. So he just left.
1: He's creepy looking. (laughs) He's like,
0: he's so like, um, like he has no chin and his chin just goes into his like neck, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, imagine that guy. Attacking you.
1: He's weird. Mm-hmm. So just creepy. I know.
0: Like so who Nemers, would want to hang
1: out with that guy? He already looks creepy. Well, to me.
0: because he was very, very slick and he could like talk himself in and out so of So like, he's a narcissist. Everything.
1: Correct.
0: <laughs> yes, for sure he was. So Niemurs was so scared that he got dressed and sat up in bed until morning came. Nemers knocked on um Gacy's door and told him, Come on, it's time to go. On the hour and a half drive, Gacy told him he knew that he was mad at him. He wanted him to understand that if he told anyone, all he had to do was make one pho- phone call and he could have him killed.
1: So God, that so was like crazy. his first
0: case of like kind of scaring somebody, but he actually didn't commit any sex acts on this kid, which is so actually just, pretty shocking to me. So he, he just it. threatened it uh-huh. and like scared the, the shit, shit out, of out of that guy. Yeah. which is weird because like i'm watching probably
1: the trigger that like spiraled him
0: probably but and it's also crazy like imagine being him because he told his story on a documentary so imagine telling your story like that with your um experience with a serial killer and just Mm -hmm. knowing like how many people they killed and you could have been one of them yeah weird that you weren't you know
1: that's scary just like thinking that you could have been a victim but you're alive and why why he didn't kill him like that's like like a brain fuck and that's exactly what what gacy liked about
0: it too he liked doing that to people (sighs) um so gacy wanted to advance in the jc's and was soon promoted to chaplain he would bless um all the food before every meal this was when john decided he wanted to run for president Don Voorhees was asked to run with him.
1: The president uh, of the them like of the, the... JCs, yeah. Oh, okay, not of the United States. I was like, <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> no, wait. A serial killer was the president.
1: Obviously, I know you <laughs> was saying you dork, but I was just like, Are you wait. Sure?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Later, he ran and became a part of the Iowa, Iowa State Legislature. La- Later. Donald Voorhees Jr., which I'm sorry, but Voorhees is so funny because that's you know Jason Voorhees.
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar. What? Yeah, that's from Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, (laughs) I thought you would catch that, but you didn't. So no, I don't. I don't watch those kind of movies. Sorry. Yeah, you do all the time. What the? Not not those movies. I like those movies, but I haven't watched like that
0: you haven't watched friday the 13th no or uh friday versus jason
1: nope or jason or any of that i barely watched like that's what friday the
0: 13th is Jason? oh (laughs) never mind i'm thinking of freddy krueger yeah never watched nightmare on elm street nope oh i know i don't know how we're friends (laughs) it's real weird (laughs) okay i'm sorry this is not about them (laughs) <laughs> donald vorhees jr was 15 years old at the time gacy was driving from store to store and saw him hitchhiking so he picked him up don jr was asking about stag films like they just started talking about porn basically which is <laughs> so um sounds like our gacy- conversation <laughs> i'm just kidding exactly i'm all get in my car let's talk about Poland.
1: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: So he took him to his house to show him some, and they ended up, like, giving each other blowjobs.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, normal. Don Jr. told his dad, who went and got Gacy charged
1: immediately with this. How old was the kid or guy? He was 15.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. He was a kid. So um, Gacy was indicted for sodomy. He went through a psychiatric evaluation as well, where they told him he's psychotic and his mind, which is really crazy because you can't hear him talk about this. He was like, oh, the doctors told me it was just a one-time thing. It wouldn't occur again. It was just, you know, I did something weird once. But according to the real, like, actual documentation of when they evaluated him, they mm-hmm. said that he just refused to take responsibility and would just blame other people other than himself for committing a sex That's act. That's literally yeah.
1: narcissistic personality disorder. That's what so they do.
0: Your ex might be a serial killer. Oh,
1: God.
0: <laughs> All of our exes.
1: Yeah, Perfect. for real. At least we're out of it for now. Just forever <laughs> what do you mean for now forever i'm never gonna date ever again okay
0: uh, so during this gacy literally thought he was gonna get off with nothing so he in order to get the plea deal he switched his plea from not guilty to guilty and instead he got t- sentenced to 10 years in prison um the day after his sentencing his wife marilyn served him with the divorce papers
1: uh, she yeah. came to, i know
0: she came to see him and told him that her dad said that if she didn't divorce him he would take their kids from her so in 1968 eight was the last time that gacy ever
1: saw his kids just that crazy. wouldn't take us right like i would have left right away I've been like bye <laughs> well you know but she left
0: because he got um accused of sodomy to a little boy
1: yeah, I know, but you said that the, the dad threatened, so that's why she divorced. Yeah,
0: no, I know, but also, um, I don't know, that's, that's like, crazy that he never got to see his kids again, though.
1: You know? Good, he's gross. He is, <laughs> yes, but,
0: like, the fact that, like, just back in the day, he'd be like, um, he fucked a boy, I'm not gonna let him ever see my kids again.
1: Well, the fact <laughs> that he probably, like,
0: she probably knew. And I've heard stories like about, he like, what his kids say about um uh, we'll talk about that later okay yeah. <laughs> Anamosa, Iowa 1968 Gacy was first sentenced to a peniten- uh, penitentiary in Fort Madison Iowa but since he was a first-time offender and only 26 they instead sent him to Iowa State Men's Reformatory so he was going to go to Penn and he just went to a reformatory which is crazy yeah they had
1: that back then they don't have those anymore huh they don't no they don't which i think like in my other case my case that i did they had reformatory too
0: yeah because reformatories back in the day were like it's almost like jail where you only go there for a short time but it's the whole Mm -hmm. point of it is to like reintroduce you to a society Mm -hmm. which we don't really do that anymore yeah but um so he went in completely terrified he was like i was so scared like I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I was—I've lived literally never even gotten a ticket in my life, and here I was like going to jail, pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but he actually ended up becoming extremely, extremely popular and powerful at the jail, which like
1: oh, of course surprised you. Yeah. He became
0: the head cook in the kitchen, which um, they were talking about um, Ray Cornell, which was one of his co-inmates at the time, or whenever they serve time together and Mm -hmm. he said that he's like you know being the head cook in the kitchen is like nobody can mess with you he's like if you Mm -hmm. ever messed with gacy then you'll find like mouse turds in your food you like knew not to mess with the head cook at the prison Mm -hmm. so while in um john continued to recruit for the jc's and became the man of the year he was um the first person to build a mini golf course in a prison the and so there was (laughs) oh so there was this version of Gacy and then there was a whole other version of him that people would see one day while walking across the prison Gacy saw one inmate blowing another so he went over and kicked him in the face so hard that he broke his jaw Jeez, which it was kind of like weird because he's obviously homosexual, but like when he sees it happening like like that, he kind of
1: like mad that he's not.
0: Maybe, yeah. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. So during Christmas of that year, John's father died without him ever being told that he went to the hospital. Um, his father died on Christmas day that year, and they didn't even tell him that he was dead until he was buried. Um, and what Ray uh, Carnal said about that incident that he saw John go through, he was like, it was really weird because you see like this man go through this instance in his life, like realizing he will never get to reconcile his relationship with his father mm-hmm. that was never impressed with him. And he's like, I don't think it's the cause of what he did, but it's like it obviously was a trigger, you know, he became like a different man that day. Mm -hmm. Um, Due to good behavior, both Ray and Gacy got out after only serving 18 months of their 10 year sentences. In 1970, he comes out and they allow him to serve his parole in Illinois. So he moves to Chicago since records are hard to find he became whoever he wanted to because at this time like if somebody wanted to get a job or something you couldn't just look up oh my god he was arrested for sodomy yeah you know, like it was just sure you got the job yeah. um so john bought his home in april of 1971 and this is the address is 8213 Somerdale, um which was built in the late Late forties, early fifties, and was only about a thousand square feet, so it was a pretty small house. But mm-hmm. this is like very infamous address because of what they find in his house later.
1: Oh no,
0: um, Kelly. No, I'm gonna skip that part. Okay, Carol Hoff um, was a divorced mom of two girls. She started dating Gacy in October of seventy one john and invited her and her girls to move in in november he asked her to marry him he decided to be honest and tell her that he was bisexual and um that he's tried stuff before with other men and she even knew about his uh prior conviction
1: oh my gosh i don't <laughs> know if i could well never mind <laughs> I, was say. I was like never mind i'm not gonna say that Just stop right there <laughs>
0: january 3rd 1972 after spending new year's with carol and then sleeping all day the next day he went down to the greyhound depot at one o'clock in the morning on january 3rd gacy sees a boy waiting for the bus and offers to give him a ride He said after driving around for a bit, they started to talk and they started to talk about sex. He drove him to his house. They were drinking and he got him to perform oral sex on him and then he performed oral sex back. He said he could could sleep there and then he would drive him to the Greyhound in the morning. According to Gacy, he woke up in the middle of the night and saw the boy in the doorway with a knife and the boy came after him gacy said that he they wrestled to the ground and gacy ended up getting the knife from him and stabbed him four to five times in the chest how how old was the boy um he so this is like one of those unidentified boys uh, and they don't really know his age he's probably around they say 14 to 16 years old
1: my god why is he going after little kids it's <laughs>
0: so gross so gross so gross
1: um so scared about what would
0: happen next he dug up a um a crawl space like he had basically you enter into his house and he had a closet by the front door
1: Mm. and he
0: there was like a part of the flooring that you could lift up and there was a crawl space under the house so he just shoved him down there Mm. and um that was it he just kept him in there and never talked about it ever again never even thought about it again um because he was scared he was going to get caught so he just moved on with his life
1: oh my god which is nobody (laughs) even like looked for that kid
0: no I mean so at this time especially homosexual boys um and girls but boys too it was like if you came out to your family it wasn't that big of a thing so oftentimes they would get kicked out of the house and become homeless and was a big population of homeless um homosexuals Yeah. yeah who were just out there in the world because they were kicked out of their homes.
1: Mm, That's so sad. And they would do
0: anything for money. So they would do work, they would do sex work, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So on July 1st, 1972, he married Carol. Um, In 1973, Gacy would work for the Democratic Party. He loved helping people and then decided to open PDM, constructions um which is basically he would do um just all kinds of construction work like remodeling and stuff like that too mm-hmm. um a lot of customers and contractors would ask him why for this job he would hire a lot of young men that's like uh-huh. all you would hire is just some young of men of course <laughs> in 1974 is when his marriage to carol started to take a turn carol said he wouldn't even have sex with her anymore he stopped bringing, um, or he started bringing young him. Holy crap! He started bringing young men home all the time and taking them to his garage for hours. Which his garage was kind of like a man cave, and it wasn't even connected to the house. So she like, knew what he was doing. Pretty much, yeah. Which I feel like happened a lot in the seventies and eighties. You were kind of like, yeah, they
1: were hiding it. Yeah. So he like, probably wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't bisexual. There's
0: no way. That he's I don't think that so. Much. Especially if he never like attacked a woman. You know, he just sees mm-hmm. them kind of like exactly. Yeah. yeah so um no one could hear or see him in this garage because it was like off to the side it had like one window and one door it was like the perfect place for him to do whatever he wanted in there Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and carol knew what he was doing to those boys john john said well she kept accusing me he literally said this i'm sorry it's so crazy he's like if she's gonna keep accusing me of sleeping with all these boys then i might as well do it i remember (laughs) you saying that too
1: about my situation
0: (laughs) it looks like you are gonna get accused of it anyway you might as well
1: yeah it's like
0: i feel like guys always say that
1: if you're gonna Mm -hmm. accuse me i'm cheating all the time i might as well do it. exactly and oh my god it's just it's crazy sick men have just i don't know so in
0: 1975 tony um antonucci was 16 and working for john they were building a barbecue pit in his backyard for a summer party And he always would have these huge summer parties he would constantly throw. They were always themed and he would invite as many people as possible, including people of like the Democratic um, committee and stuff, because he liked to rub shoulders with people with big Mm -hmm. names, you know. Um, So Tony was digging for the foundation and John kept telling him after he was he was like, I was 10 to 12 inches deep, which is good for a pit for a barbecue to be built on top and he told them kept telling him no you need to dig deeper you need to dig deeper
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: he's like I ended up digging this thing to be like feet deep instead of inches and he's like it was weird and then he came back the next day and it was already filled with concrete so he was like oh no okay that's weird hey, one day got a body there <laughs> Shh, spoiler alert <laughs> One day, Tony steps on a nail and it goes through his shoe. While his parents were out of town, John stopped by to check on him. He brought wine with him, and John knew that he was a wrestler in high school on, a, on the high school team. So he challenged Tony to wrestle. Uh, <laughs> which I'm just like, I'm sorry if a grown man was like, "Are you okay? How's your foot feeling? Here's some wine. Let's, let's wrestle." wrestle. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, bro! <laughs> Crazy. Oh, it's a normal conversation. <laughs> I know. Uh, so while they were wrestling, he pulled his hand behind his back and handcuffed one of his hands then he knocked um his feet out from under him and then he left while he was gone tony was actually like a really like a pretty big kid and he mm-hmm. was really strong because he was on the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. and he managed to get out of that cuff. so when gacy came back into the room tony took him down and then he handcuffed him mm-hmm. and so tony um he said that I'll never forget this because it's something he said to me. And it just makes me constantly think like, thank God I was strong enough to get away. Cause I could have been also one of those victims. John looked at him and he said, wow, you're the first person that not only has escaped from the handcuffs, but then was able to turn around and handcuff me. And so he's like, I didn't think about it like that at the moment when it happened, I thought about it as like, Oh, maybe this is like some weird Test Game. that he's doing and mm-hmm. yeah, other kids have failed it or whatever, but he didn't yeah. think of it as dark as what it was. Uh-huh. So then Tony um unhandcuffed him and let him go. Um
1: while he was gone, I would have left him there and ran.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. So well, he he did leave after that, but still. Um so, anyways. Uh, July 31st, 1975, two weeks later, is when John uh, Butkovich went missing. <laughs> I kept hearing detectives on the documentary called Butkovich and then Butkovich. So I don't know uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Went missing. And John um, was known as Little John because there was John Wayne Gacy and then him. So mm. John Wayne Gacy would be called Papa John. Oh, okay. He would be called Little John. Him and Gacy had known each other for a while. They were working together for a while and they did develop a sexual relationship not long after he started working there. Um, Teresa Butkovich, his mother, pressured the police to find her son because he had been missing and she knew. She was like, something happened. He didn't just run away. Um, Gacy said that one day at 1 a.m., they drove out to his house together. They started to drink and smoke. And he said John started talking about quitting because he wasn't getting paid what he was supposed to. He was basically accusing Gacy of like not paying him. Taking enough. advantage.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and Gacy got mad at him and handcuffed him to the bar. And then he strangled him to death. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Escalated really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, too, after he did that first killing of that um, that Greyhound bus boy, I feel like it just escalated quickly for him because he already passed that threshold. You know, mm-hmm. when serial killers finally pass that threshold, it's like, then they can't get enough.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so Gacy dug a hole in his basement dropped him in and then poured concrete on top oh my god that's like his thing i guess it, it, yeah he's just hiding all these bodies under his house um gacy told everyone that he just quit one day and that's why he wasn't there and then moved on with his
1: life nobody questioned like all these like concrete things no i thought he could do construction on his house if he wants oh god that's so <laughs> crazy yeah so
0: gacy told everyone that uh oh sorry I already said that. Okay. 1976, Carol and Gacy got divorced. In February, she moved out. Because she just had enough. She was like, okay, yeah. I know what you're doing with uh-huh. these boys. Goodbye. Like, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is when Gacy started driving around Bug House Square. This is basically a part of, um, like, the outer skirts of the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Where homosexuals could meet each other. Oh, um, okay gacy would go there pick up young men and bring them back to his house gacy said this made him look at them like they he's like i pay you money to do whatever i want to your body and at that point you're no longer a human to me you're an object basically Mm -hmm. um and then this is where I guess the clown stuff comes (laughs) in. I know I was going to ask you, like, (laughs) when does that come in? So Gacy was so involved, you know, he was in the JC's. He was like the president of them. Mm -hmm. They were helping with community stuff a lot. And he also got involved in the Polish parade because he was of Polish descent and he became the director of the parade and one time they even had uh rosalind carter who was the first lady of the time came to the parade and she took a picture with him which i think is just so wow she like took a picture with a serial killer and didn't even know it yeah that was so crazy crazy. imagine michelle obama she saw hi Yeah, i don't even know what the current first lady's name is do you joe biden's wife no that's <laughs> so weird I just realized that because I knew Melania Trump and Michelle Obama and Laura Bush <laughs> that's so weird who is the current one okay anyways so
1: <laughs>
0: Pogla, Pogo was a clown that John created in order to appear at the parades Jill 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 yeah. Biden Yep. Jill and Joe oh Uh, sorry guys i had to look it up i know i was like wait a (laughs) second i don't even know what it is he would dress for the democratic party often for tons of events um and he he said he even said this himself which is really scary to me he said that if he was ever in a bad mood it was a bad time for him to be a clown he's like because if i was in a bad mood and kids like don't know when to stop they don't know when to stop like um honking your nose or pulling your hair and he's like he i'm lucky that part of me didn't come out while i was like dressed Mm -hmm. like that and can
1: you imagine if some guy just lost his shit that's probably where like the scary clown came from like people started becoming becoming afraid of clowns like oh yeah
0: that is pretty scary
1: like john wayne
0: gacy's hid bodies under his house and he was a clown oh god (laughs) so crazy um he also told cops because like they were, you know, a part of the society, like get togethers and stuff. He was like, mm-hmm. I can get away with anything when I'm dressed like a clown. I could, oh like, sit gosh. on women's laps and fill them up and this oh my and that. God. And then he even said that he could probably get away with murder as a clown. So, um, the documentary that I watched, like I said, it was really crazy um, because it contained a lot of tapes of John talking himself. And while on trial for murder, John Wayne Gacy was interviewed from November of 1979 to April of 1980 by a member of his legal defense team um, whose family has requested anonymity. So, like, they're like... I
1: would, too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's scary Mm -hmm. to be, like, sitting right there talking to a serial killer like that.
1: And having to defend them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I could. That's just... uh... I don't know why
0: uh so chicago illinois in 1978 sam um Amarante, the chief police defender gets a call from john gacy asking him to figure out why he's being tailed by the des plains police um the and the des plains police is like a police department same thing like right outside of chicago, chicago next to kind of like um, it's like a small city i yeah iowa mm-hmm. falls it's it's like a smaller City. Mm -hmm. And so this at the time was um, Sam Amorites, Amoranti, sorry, I can't say his name. This was his first client too. At the time, John Gacy had a construction company called Painting, Decorating and Maintenance. Like I said, PDM Contractors for short. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was the Cook County Democratic Precinct captain. And precinct captains took care of the neighborhood and everybody knew who he was and he was really good at his job. (laughs) So the first thing that Sam did when he got this call from John, he's like, yeah, I'll call them. He's like, hey, why why is John Gacy being tailed? Like, he's a good guy. Why are you following him? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, there's a kid missing and we think he has something to do with it to which he said you obviously have the wrong guy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so this is this is the kid that goes missing that really kicks off the entire um investigation into john where he starts to his entire facade starts to crumble Mm -hmm. (coughs) bless you (laughs) and this is where he he no longer can get away with it basically okay on December 2nd, or December 12th, 1978, um, was day one of Robert Peiss' missing persons investigation. He was 15 years old, um, and basically what happened is he was working at the Nissan drugstore at the time. Um, His co-workers saw him um, eyeing this guy who was basically in a flannel shirt, who walked from one side of the store to the other, and he Um, Robert kind of asked his boss he's like oh who is that And he's like oh his name is John Gacy he's like doing construction work for us basically and Mm -hmm. Robert was like oh my gosh he's like I've been looking for construction work because you can make good money doing that so that's so
1: crazy that kids were like looking for that type of work at this at 15 yeah I know
0: because they were trying to like support help support their families and stuff Mm -hmm. you know which is not normal today not
1: that yeah I was gonna say
0: (laughs) not at (laughs) all not at all um, so he basically, his, um, coworker, Kim, um, was wearing his jacket. Cause he like let her borrow it while she was doing cash register by the front door. Cause it was opening and closing. It was cold. It was December and he was letting her borrow it. And he asked her, he's like, Hey, I'm going to go out and talk to that guy about a job. Can I have my coat back while I go do that? And she's like, of course. So she takes it off and she puts it on him and he goes out there to talk to John and is never seen again.
1: And okay hello that's like already red flag
0: exactly he went out to ask this guy for a job and he's just missing forever and it's this is this is the instance where it's like because I think for John he was very like he was able to find people who kind of almost got dismissed you know it was like yeah that person is missing and that sucks but I mean that's what happens and this and that um, but he this kid like people were eyewitnesses to his exact last Mm moments and it was a mistake on john's part yeah thank god he made the mistake but it's really what brought him down down pretty much yeah Mm -hmm. and that is where i'm gonna stop part one that's crazy so we're only let's see i guess officially two people in possibly a third with robert Pice.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and there's a lot more bodies to go oh no like um almost 10 times as much
1: you know what's crazy is I've heard the name but I've never heard the story really yeah
0: I'm glad because I was like oh she's oh she's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about because I knew exactly uh who John Wayne Gacy was I was like oh yeah he's the clown killer killed a yeah bunch of boys (laughs) which is re- it's a really crazy story in it i mean maybe because it took place in chicago illinois but he's he's one of the most prolific serial killers because he's killed almost like the most people
1: oh, over wow. time. that's so,
0: so sad yeah and we're gonna get into next episode we're gonna get into more of um his victims and then we'll start to get into i guess the discovery of these victims because it's just they, crazy what they find.
1: I was going to say, do they find all of them? But I guess we'll find out in the next one. <laughs> they find more than all of
0: them. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, wow. It's just, it's really crazy case. But yeah, here I am again, being crazy, doing a multi-parter when I have absolutely no time for it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you don't know much because I'm serious. It's a crazy case. I'm glad I can unfold it for you.
1: Yes, you are. You're <laughs> unfolding all of it for me. Very well, I, intriguing.
0: I hope you f- you sleep well thinking about John Wayne Gacy.
1: <laughs> I better take some melatonin.
0: <laughs> Help me sleep. True, true. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and tune in next week for part two. But listen to this one first,
1: and follow us, and like us, and share, and all that. You gotta tell them like us, camp follow us, Final camp. Girls Instagram at camp final girls
0: oh, sorry <laughs> and the emails camp
1: pod at gmail.com yeah so email us if you have any questions concerns or listener tales all of that <laughs> all right all right bye everybody thank you everyone bye